listening to Lighthearted, the official podcast of the United States Lighthouse Society. My name is Jeremy Dontremont. Welcome. My co-host is Michelle Jewell Shaw, award-winning volunteer and chapter leadership committee member of Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouses, a chapter of the American Lighthouse Foundation. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you for having me today, and hello to all the listeners out there. We're starting to get into the active spring season for our lighthouses here in New England. Here in New England, for most lighthouses that are open to the public, the tour season is sometime in May to sometime in October. But if you go down the coast to the mid-Atlantic and farther south, many lighthouses are open all year. That's true for the lighthouse that's our main focus today, Oak Island Lighthouse in North Carolina. Our guest is E. Gifford Stack, who is the tour coordinator at Oak Island Lighthouse. Michelle, let's tell our listeners about that location. Sure, Jeremy. Oak Island Lighthouse went into service in 1958 near the mouth of the Cape Fear River in southeastern North Carolina. It's been owned by the town of Caswell Beach since 2004, and it's managed by a nonprofit group called the Friends of Oak Island Lighthouse. During the summer of 2006, the Friends began assembling volunteers and providing visitors the opportunity to tour the tower. Oak Island Lighthouse is the fourth lighthouse structure built near the mouth of the Cape Fear River. The first three were on Baldhead Island, close to the shipping lanes. Baldhead Island didn't get permanent electrical power until the 1970s, so Oak Island Lighthouse was built adjacent to the island's Coast Guard station. Built in 1957 and 58 at a cost of $110,000, this was the next to the last lighthouse constructed in the United States. It rests on 24 pilings driven 67 feet deep into bedrock. The total height of the tower is 153 feet, with the focal plane of the light 169 feet above mean high water. From 1958 to 1962, Oak Island Lighthouse had the brightest navigational light in the United States. The top portion is black, the middle is white, and the bottom is gray. The black and white were mixed into the concrete at the time the tower was constructed. On top is an 11-foot tall aluminum and glass lantern which was installed by Marine Corps helicopters. Unlike most older lighthouses, there is no spiral staircase inside the tower. Instead, there's a series of ship's ladders with a total of 131 steps to the gallery level. The lighthouse is on property that has been in use as a Coast Guard station since the 1930s, and prior to that, it was a U.S. life-saving station. The current Coast Guard station was recently reconstructed after a fire completely destroyed the 10-year-old building in 2002. The new station house is built over the footprint of the lost station and closely resembles the older station. In 2016, the lighthouse underwent a month-long repair project that involved the fixing of hairline cracks that had developed over its 60 years of existence. In addition to the tours provided by the Friends Group, there's a boardwalk and observation deck across the street that provides great views. E. Gifford Stack grew up in Iowa and Illinois, graduated from Bradley University in Peoria, received his master's degree from Monash University in Melbourne, Australia, and retired from the U.S. Air Force Reserve with the rank of Colonel, serving 13 months in Vietnam. He worked for 35 years in the solid waste management and recycling industries and directed the Glass Industries' national recycling activities. 
After retirement, he became involved with the preservation of Oak Island Lighthouse as a board member and volunteer, and in 2014, he was honored by the Outer Banks Lighthouse Society with a Fresnel Prism Award for his contributions to lighthouses and their history. Mr. Stack has been a longtime tour guide at the lighthouse and serves as the tour coordinator. He has escorted more than 400 tours to the top of the tower over the past nine years. He also serves as a board member on the Brunswick Civil War Round Table and volunteers with Brunswick County Sheriff's Office. He is also an avid motorcycle rider. I had the opportunity to speak with E. Gifford Stack in February. Let's listen to that conversation now. I am on the phone today with E. Gifford Stack, who is the tour coordinator for the Oak Island Lighthouse in North Carolina. Thanks so much for joining me today, Gifford. Thank you. And it's a really miserable day here on the New Hampshire seacoast. Rain and snow, all, all kinds of terrible stuff coming down. I hope it's uh, better, better down in North Carolina where you are. It is. It's 65 degrees and a little bit of clouds. Oh, geez. I, <laughs> I would so much rather be down there. But spring will come here eventually. So, again, thank you so much for joining me today. So uh, let me start by asking you about kind of the beginning of, you know, how it started for you with the uh, Oak Island Lighthouse. How did you get involved? And, Jeremy, let me start by saying first uh, many thanks to you and the uh, U.S. Lighthouse Society for your preservation, good deeds, and producing this podcast and helping folks know more about uh, our American iconic landmarks. That's really nice that you guys do that. Thank you for saying that. How I got hooked. Uh, about nine years ago, a neighbor here on Oak Island asked if I'd like to climb the lighthouse on the far east end of the island. And I said, sure. Well, one trip to the top and I was hooked. I, I grew up in Iowa and Illinois and we don't have a lot of lighthouses there. And I was kind of taken by the physical presence and the mystique of the Oak Island Lighthouse. And I think the neighbor, who's Bob Ayler's chairman of our nonprofit that oversees the operations of the lighthouse, he probably knew he had a fish on the line. And I signed up to be a volunteer guide. And then I agreed to serve on the board of directors, uh, acting as its secretary, and eventually headed up organizing all of our tours and helped answer the thousands, literally thousands of email requests we receive each year uh, asking for a tour. And I also coordinate the schedules for our volunteer guides uh, throughout the year. Let's talk about the lighthouse itself a little bit. It's kind of an unusual lighthouse being one of the, the very last, more or less traditional style lighthouses built in the United States. But what would you say are some of the important things people should know about Oak Island Lighthouse? Well, I know that every lighthouse thinks they're unique and different from their other, what, 525 or so active lighthouses, and we're probably no different in that regard. I'd say five or six unique features stand out. First, uh, we're the only lighthouse in North Carolina managed 100% by volunteers. There's no paid staff, uh, unlike the other six lighthouses in the state. Uh, secondly, you mentioned Oak Island Lighthouse was the next to last lighthouse built in the country. Only cost $110,000 back mm. then. And in today's dollars, we estimate it's about probably 2.2 or 2.3. And we joke that you couldn't even do the environmental impact statement probably for that amount of money today. That's 2.3 million uh, we're talking, right? Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. 2.2 or 2.3 million dollars. 
to um, save money back when they were designing it, the Coast Guard wanted to use a simplified design, no million, million and a half bricks. So that design resulted in a shape akin to a silo, and we get that comment often. Well, it was built by a silo manufacturing company, W.F. Brinkley & Sons, out of Granite Quarry, uh, North Carolina. And they used uh, a relatively new construction method incorporated from Europe called the slip jack technique. And it has an inner and outer form and incorporates a continuous pour of concrete forming an 80-inch thick wall, rebar reinforced. And the main 128-foot portion of the lighthouse, believe it or not, was built in just seven days. They could have done it in six days, but uh, a storm interrupted things briefly. Uh, third uh, unique feature, you mentioned where the fourth lighthouse built in the area to warn mariners of the treacherous frying pan shoals that stretch out for about 25 miles uh, and or guide the mariners to the mouth of the Cape Fear River. You uh, should know, the listeners should know, the port of Wilmington is just 25 miles up the river and interestingly, it played an extremely vital role in providing supplies for the Confederate forces during the Civil War. And I'm a big Civil War buff, and we can hold that conversation for another call. The first lighthouse built on Baldhead went up in 1794, but it was way too close to the shore. It was purposely torn down in less than 20 years, but they did save some of the bricks to use to build the second lighthouse on Baldhead Island back in 1817, and that's Old Baldy, which uh, some of the listeners may know is still standing today. It's, it's not an active aid to navigation, but it is our oldest standing lighthouse in North Carolina. Beautiful structure. It did a great job of guiding ships to the mouth of the Cape Fear River, so the navigational, hey, here I am, here's the, where you need to go, portion of the lighthouse worked great, but it didn't do a good job of warning ships about the dangerous frying pan shoals. The comment supposedly was made by the mayor, I can't see it. So a third and much taller lighthouse was built in 1903 with a more powerful uh, first order Fresnel lens, and that was the Cape Fear Light. It was torn down in 1958 so as not to cause confusion with the newly built automated Oak Island lighthouse, and just the pilings are left of the Cape Fear Light over on Baldhead Island. Another interesting factoid is the one you mentioned about us being the brightest uh, lighthouse in the U.S. for our first five years. Uh, we've had three subsequent light systems since then, and we've dropped from that 70 million candle power, brightest in the nation honor, down to 2.5 million. So we're not on anybody's top list. And we went to uh, first after the Mercury vapor bulb, we went to a 1,000-watt incandescent bulb, uh, then a two-pronged halogen bulb. Now the Coast Guard uses a far less expensive incandescent single-pole uh, bulb for those 24-inch reflectors. The Coast Guard does tell us they hope to install LED lights later this year. Regardless of which bulb we use, our light can be seen for 16 miles out to sea, and the light is on 24 hours a day constantly emitting our characteristic, which is four flashes every 10 seconds. And our, our local Coast Guard people here say it's their decision to make, and um, they think it's still a pretty 
powerful asset during the daylight to the recreational boaters and sport fishermen around the area. And if a sudden squall or something comes up, they're not worried about throwing some switches and getting stuff going again. So they just leave it on all the time. Another interesting facet of the lighthouse, we do have an elevator, uh, but it's not for human transport. It just gets supplies and materials to the top. And then our most unique feature, without a doubt, uh, we're the only lighthouse in the country from the very bottom to the very top that has ship's ladders, uh, not any spiral staircases. And the stairs, the ship's ladders were used primarily because they cost about half of what a spiral staircase system would be. And the Coast Guard personnel said that they can get up and down in about half the time uh, ship's ladders as it would take using the spiral steps. Interesting. If we could move on at this point and and talk about the tours that you have at uh, Oak Island Lighthouse. Exactly how do those tours work, and do people need reservations if they want to take a tour? Well, when the town of Caswell Beach, um, where the lighthouse sits, and the town's motto, by the way, is the best little beach town in America, put a plug in for them. When Caswell Beach took the ownership of the structure from the Coast Guard back in 2004, they immediately formed a 501c3 nonprofit, Friends of Oak Island Lighthouse, or FOIL, F-O-I-L. And under the offices of FOIL, we offer tours year-round. So all 12 months, you can tour the Oak Island Lighthouse. But remember I said we're 100% volunteer-operated, so we do have certain conditions regarding tours. And first, if you want a tour you must request a reservation via email at least two weeks prior to the tour and four weeks in our real busy summer months. And this is a requirement that we have because we need that amount of time to coordinate the guides that must accompany all our top tour climbers. So when you come into the lighthouse, you're going to be escorted to the top. And again, we'll gladly give that tour year-round. For the last several years, we're averaging about 5,000 top tour visitors a year. And half of them come in June, July, or August. If someone wants a top tour, they would send us an email. Uh, we, do, we don't take any phone calls. We reply with the date and time we could give them a tour, along with the guidelines for climbing, such as an age, must be nine. Uh, they have to wear proper shoes, closed-toed shoes. Uh, they're told that they're going to have to sign a waiver and provide us a cell, no- cell phone number in case we need to reach them the morning of the climb. And then we ask them to respond, acknowledging these requirements. And once they reply, we send another confirmation email to them saying they have the reservation. And then we put their name, number of climbers, cell phone on our master calendar. And we limit the tour to a maximum of 24 climbers due to the restricted space on our gallery level. It's just not wide enough. It was never built for tours. So it's pretty cozy up there. The day of the tour, we welcome the visitors, and we stress safety as our primary number one focus. We want them immediately to understand uh, this isn't something to take lightly. We take them up to the first 12 steps uh, to the second level where we give a 10 to 15-minute briefing on the lighthouse's history and show them some of the various lights used over the course of 50-plus years. And we're real big on safety, as I said. Unfortunately, we've not had a major issue uh, since we've been giving tours. Each of those tours, by the way, is escorted by three of our well-trained volunteer guides. So, again, 
when people climb, they're going to be escorted by guides. And as I said, providing top tours year-round, but because we know most visitors come to the area in the summer, we pre-schedule top tours on Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday mornings from Memorial Day to Labor Day with three tours each of those days. Uh, tour typically takes uh, between 30 and 45 minutes. And then also of interest, in the summer, we conduct open house tours where you don't need a reservation. Uh, guests seven and older climb the first uh, 12 steps, and they get a very short, uh, truncated briefing on that second level and absolutely no going to the top. But this is an excellent opportunity for people that just are passing by or don't have the two-week notice uh, capability. And these tours, the open house tours, are on Wednesdays and Saturdays from 10 to 2. And we don't do a head count of these folks um, doing the open house tours, but we believe we have at least several hundred each open house day. And sometimes, uh, having done many of those, uh, we have a lot more than just several hundred. Looking at your website now, uh, oakislandlighthouse.org has all the information about uh, both types of tours, it looks like? Yes. So that looks like that's the best way for people to find out uh, everything they need to know about these, uh, both the top tours and the, uh, the the open house tours you're describing? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so again, that's uh, oakislandlighthouse.org. You were talking earlier about the uh, the ladders inside the lighthouse, the ship's ladders, that makes it very different than the usual spiral stairs inside uh, many lighthouses. Is it difficult to climb for most people? Well, we we do have a different interior, uh, which, by the way, because of this uh, slipjack form construction, is a uniform uh, 16, 4 and 3 quarter inches in diameter. The interior is uh, way up to the gallery level. If somebody's been on a naval or Coast Guard vessel when you're going between the decks, that's exactly the same kind of system we have in our lighthouse. 131 steps divided into eight sections with a landing and a chair to take a rest uh, between uh, the upper sections. Each flight of steps is at about a 60-degree angle. So it does take some concentration and effort to, um, to, to do the climb. And some of our visitors uh, find the ship's ladders more challenging than the spiral steps, and I'd say that probably one out of every eight or ten of our visitors um, who intend to go on the top tour decide not to climb, or they'll climb up one flight and then go back down. But that's okay. Our guides are very experienced at helping everyone climb either up or down safely, so we're, we're very good at that. And I call those visitors who decide not to climb any farther than their body and brains are telling them not to do our heroes for not doing something silly to themselves, the other climbers, or the guides. And I might add that uh, it's due to that steepness uh, and daunting nature of the ship's ladders that we have the nine-year-old requirement. But there is no height or weight limit. Sometimes we get that question, and it's just no. uh, People have to be at least nine years old. Let me ask you a little bit about your volunteers. Who are some of these volunteers, and how how many volunteers do you have at your lighthouse? Well, first of all, I think we have absolutely great volunteers, and we've got 35 folks who are guides. They would be the folks escorting the visitors uh, on those top tours or giving that open house tour on Wednesday or Saturday in the summer months. 
But we do have some volunteers that are non-climbers, believe it or not, and they help um, welcome the visitors, have them sign in uh, with our guest book, and uh, assist with the sale of a small selection of merchandise ranging from uh, iClimb t-shirts to mugs to hats to postcards as well as a few other items. But in the summer, we have a special merchandise team of eight volunteers, seven or eight volunteers, and they sell uh, a lot of our merchandise uh, on our open house days, that's the Wednesday, Saturday, on the walkway in front of the lighthouse. And Bob and I both say we can't thank these volunteers enough. We do provide them with a polo shirt each year, and we host a thank you party every other year. And interestingly, we have six husband and wife couples that are volunteers. And I guess that proves the old axiom of the family that guides together, stays together, something like that. And I should also say that about every two years we recruit new volunteers. And our website that you mentioned also has uh, tons of information about volunteer opportunities. From personal experience, I know with any any lighthouse operation, there's always a need for volunteers. So I would encourage anybody in your area to to get involved. I'm sure you don't require people to be there for every every uh, open house or every uh, event. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we 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 say if you uh, can give us about eight tours a year, help us with eight tours a year eight to ten, that's uh, about all we would expect. Now, we do have some folks that are really dedicated and put in two and three times that many tours. Uh, They love doing it, and they're great at it. So uh, whether you can just give us a few tours or many tours, uh, we'll be glad to train you uh, to be a volunteer at the Oak Island Lighthouse. Sounds great. I'm sure it's a lot of fun. I know uh, our open houses at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouses are Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. That is, are a lot of fun. So, anything else? Uh, anything else you want to add about the tours that people should know about before we move on to other subjects? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the the if I were going to talk to somebody that's coming, I'd say that they have to understand uh, this is going to be unlike any other lighthouse they visited or climbed. And it's because of that ship's ladder uniqueness. However, once they do go up the ship's ladders to the gallery level, which is about 125 feet up, uh, the views are well worth it. It's absolutely spectacular from up there. And another thing um, visitors should know is that we do not charge. We're the only lighthouse in North Carolina that's climbable and open that there is no fee for visiting us. And in that regard, we get no financial support from the town or the county or the state or the federal governments. Uh, We exist solely on donations and the sale of merchandise. We should probably let people know that unlike a lot of other lighthouses, I believe, uh, we don't support weddings, engagement, parties, reunions, or other large crowd gatherings. We're simply not set up to handle such events. Um, We have no, for example, public restroom. On the property, we operate under the guise of passive tourism, meaning we want visitors to enjoy the lighthouse, but we're not going to advertise all over the place and try to draw large crowds. We do not do any paid advertising at all. We get great support from the media in our area, print and electronic, but we don't pay for any advertising. We go out of our way to be good neighbors here. We do. Having said that, we do allow engagements. 
and hmm. we probably have two or three per year, but um, about three or four years ago, in 2016, we had seven gentlemen pop the question. Hmm. I'm happy to report that back then, and every time it's happened, all the ladies have said yes. And we don't have any upper age limit to climb. Our oldest gentleman uh, to climb was 93, and our oldest female was 86. Uh, by the way, I've also uh, facilitated quite a few engagements at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse, and so far I'm batting a thousand. I'm almost afraid to to say that out loud, but uh, so uh, it's one of my favorite things to do, and I've, I've kind of worked out a system on that. So if anybody listening is interested in, in that, they they can contact me through the Friends of Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse's website. But it's a it's a really fun thing, and I'm sure if you've experienced it yourself, you know what I'm talking about. It, it is. And we enjoy it tremendously. Yeah. If people are unable to climb the lighthouse tower, obviously they can still uh, enjoy a visit to the lighthouse, get some nice uh, nice looks at the, the tower and that type of thing. Would you advise that people still come for a visit even if they can't climb the tower? Yes, absolutely. Uh, people are welcome from sunup to sunset to park in our parking lots. They can come and stand in front and walk around the lighthouse. They can take the walkway uh, to the beach for some pretty dramatic photos. And we also tell people to go about a quarter of a mile down the road from us to the former uh, Fort Caswell, which is now owned by the North Carolina Baptist Assembly. And if they're not hosting a retreat or a conference, something like that, they'll gladly let you drive your vehicle around the grounds to see the old fortifications and structures, and it's a very interesting visit. And, of course, we tell people, hey, uh, go to Baldhead Island, take the ferry over there, and uh, climb Old Baldy or tour the island. That's always fun. You can take another ferry system across the Cape Fear River to see uh, the Fort Fisher historic site, the old Civil War site, or the Fort Fisher Aquarium, one of four that we have in the state. And we also mention uh, Southport, which is just uh, minutes from here, and that city has one of the best maritime museums in North Carolina. So there's definitely a lot to do and see, uh, even if they can't make that top tour or open house tour. Sure, definitely. So I mentioned the uh, website earlier, oakislandlighthouse.org, which looks like a great source for everything people need to know about tours and everything else about the lighthouse. Everyone who's listening to this, if you want a tour, it's oakislandlighthouse.org for all the instructions on how to request a, a top tour and ask for that reservation. So that's exactly the right place to start. Yeah, and I uh, just saw something really cool on there. There's a drone video. It's uh, on YouTube, but it's also featured on the website. That is that is really neat, that drone video on there. That is pretty cool, isn't it? So let me ask you one more question, Gifford, for bonus mm -hmm. points here. What is your personal favorite thing about the volunteer work you do at the Oak Island Lighthouse? I'd say, Jeremy, it's meeting the people from uh, the state and the country and overseas. We attract some pretty serious lighthouse aficionados. Um, there was a number of years ago, a couple from New England, I'm not sure where, but they said that they had visited and climbed the ones that they could, some 360 U.S. and Canadian lighthouses. Mm. And I know that's a lot of U.S. Lighthouse Society passport books uh, <laughs> right there. And then we have the young visitors who are climbing for the first time, their first lighthouse, and boy, they're all smiles and lit up. 
that's a pleasure and joy to see them. We do get lots of visitors from Europe, uh, Japan, China, Australia, New Zealand. I like talking to them about their lighthouse systems and what, what's different over here. And then finally, uh, it seems that more and more people are doing a top tour of uh, the Okinawa lighthouses. Uh, part of their family's ritual, almost, when they come to the beach every year, especially uh, initiating youngsters who are turning nine. We get a lot of those people saying this is the first year he or she is eligible to climb, and we're really looking forward to it. And some folks have uh, said that they're climbing for the fourth or fifth time, and we kid them. We say, you know, after three tours, you should be prepared to give the briefing instead of us up there on the second level. And I think everybody enjoys that. So that's that's why I like volunteering at the Okinawa Lighthouse. That sounds great. And, uh, you know, I, I'm embarrassed to admit that I have not visited your lighthouse yet, but I need to change that on my next trip down your way. And I promise that I will. Invitation. Yeah. And I need to meet you in person and tour your lighthouse. And just sounds sounds great. And I want to congratulate you on all the work you've done there. And thank you for the work you've done there. You know, it's a bit of an unsung lighthouse compared to some of the ones that get, get a lot of attention in North Carolina. But it's uh, it's unique in many ways, and uh, you're just doing a fantastic job there. So, E. Gifford Stack, I want to thank you for spending this time with me today, and keep up the great work. Thank you so much. And thank you, Jeremy. As we mentioned earlier, Oak Island Lighthouse went into service in 1958. Four years later, in 1962, Sullivan's Island Lighthouse in South Carolina, also known as the Charleston Light, was completed. It's even more modern than the lighthouse at Oak Island. Sullivan's Island Lighthouse is a 140-foot tall triangular concrete tower just north of the entrance to the harbor at Charleston. It was built because Morris Island Lighthouse was endangered by erosion. The tower was originally white and orange, but there were complaints about the glaring orange, and it was repainted white and black. The tower was built to withstand winds of 125 miles per hour to make things easier for the Coast Guard personnel who have to service the light in South Carolina heat. Sullivan's Island Lighthouse is the only lighthouse in the country that has both an elevator and air conditioning. In 2008, ownership of Sullivan's Island Lighthouse was transferred to the National Park Service. The public can visit the grounds and the nearby beach, but the tower itself is an open. Our thanks to today's guest, E. Gifford Stack, tour coordinator for Oak Island Lighthouse. Visit oakislandlighthouse.org to learn more about history, tours, and more. Thanks to Jeff Gales, Marie Vincent, Maria Cornelius, Jerry Rowland, Margie Rowland, Cassandra Rowland, Rena Guevara, Sabrina Arakald, Catherine Clint, Skip Sherwood, Mary Lee Sherwood, Tom Tagg, and all the other staff and volunteers of the U.S. Lighthouse Society at Point No Point Light Station in Hansville, Washington, around the U.S. and around the world. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Check out uslhs.org to learn more about the U.S. Lighthouse Society and its chapters and affiliates, about domestic and international tours, and all the other things the Society has to offer. I'm gonna let it shine.
If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting it by becoming a member of the society or by making a donation. One of the popular things the society offers is the Lighthouse Passport Program. We're going to devote the next two episodes of this podcast to talking about the passport program. Thanks to everyone everywhere who works for Lighthouse Preservation or for the preservation of any kind of history. We're all on the same team. To paraphrase Graham Shanklin, a British architect, a civilization without old buildings is like a person without a memory. As always, thanks for listening and keep, keep a, a good, good light. light. Out in the dark, I'm gonna let it shine. Out in the dark, I'm gonna let it shine. Out in the dark, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine